music is playing right but that's you, can't, you won't even be able to hear it you're creepy man stop it okay well good morning ray good morning john <laughs> and good morning to those of you who are listening we're gonna have a loose topic today a fun topic this is gonna be fun right yeah absolutely what are we talking on, about today on saturday morning sales meeting oh yeah i forgot to say the title yeah this is welcome saturday to morning. another episode of saturday, saturday morning, morning sales meeting Gin unit was that stereo yeah. Cool. Yeah. I hope that shows up in post. I like that better than when I say Saturday morning sales meeting and you go, Saturday morning sales meeting. <laughs> but now I find that when you say it, I repeat back after you and I don't like it any better when I do it. That's really just so that we have a couple of versions in case we want to chop one out. Yeah. And it's <clears> always <throat> good to, you know, repetition is the highest form of learning. The more we repeat it, the more it'll be remembered. This is going to be a fun topic today, Ray. Stop that. What? Stop what? That bedroom voice deal you're doing. I don't know. I'm kind of getting weirded out. I didn't even know I had a bedroom voice. Uh, yeah, right? uh, okay. not, you wouldn't be in my bedroom. I see that. So maybe it's not a bedroom voice. All right. So today we're going to talk about trainers. You know, those vendors, guys that trainers. show up. Yeah, yeah. We can get off on different types of, you know, vendors and all that. But but really what sparked this topic, I brought this topic up because I wanted to talk about trainers that pop into the dealership, you know. That the the dealer didn't tell anybody they were showing up, just said, Hey, everybody be here at nine o'clock on Thursday. Right. And uh then you got this guy coming in from out of town. Okay, who's excited? <laughs> I've got $100, and I'm going to give out five to everybody who can uh, tell me the road to the sale. <laughs> this is a fun topic. Well, I know, having been in management in a dealership, I could, I could have spent all day, every day, just dealing with vendors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are more vendors to the car industry than probably any industry on the planet, if you... Per capita, right? If they're what thirty thousand dealerships across the country, plus or minus, maybe it's more in the twenties. And, and if all of them would just say, "Look, man, uh, th- this is like probably a top twenty product. It's not really, you know, groundbreaking." <laughs> but no, every one of them has to say, "Oh my gosh, you won't right. believe this new product." But yeah, who's gonna say that, John? Hey, our product, it's not the best out there. <laughs> There's a movie about uh, the, the origin of lying or something with uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Gervais. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. but it, So he he's in a world where nobody tells a lie and nobody's ever thought to tell a lie. And so everybody just tells the truth. And so you do have, you have like a Coke commercial where he's going, Coca-Cola, it has 54 grams of sugar in every Coke. But we hope that you'll drink one anyway. <laughs> yeah, vendors could just be honest. 
and say, look, uh, you're probably not going to like this, but, but can getting, I give it a shot? But getting back to your your salesmanship and how you train people, if they don't believe that it's a great product, if they don't believe that this is groundbreaking, yeah. earth-shattering, something every dealership, why wouldn't they take it? Yeah. They probably shouldn't be the guy who or girl who is selling that product. Yeah, I don't think those people would last very long. Right. But yeah. as you were saying, as a general manager or as a, a leadership, on the leadership team in the dealership, you get these calls all day long. All day long. Yeah, and they so, all want you to watch the video, they schedule a time to get with them on the phone, then they load the video and you do a virtual meeting and, and then they want to set up a follow-up with you and then... I, just yeah, you could spend all day every day just yeah. fielding vendors. Well, this wasn't really my idea of the topic, but hey, we can tra- uh, we can go off on tangents here. So, what did anything separate some vendors from others for you? Did or were you just like, okay, I need this product now? Or typically, it would be if. It was a product that serviced a need that we had recently discussed as a management team. Right. Those were the ones that I typically would respond to. Okay. If it was just a, and there's no way for them to know that. Yeah. And it's not that they were the best product for that. It was just very easy in the fact that, hey, you know what we were just talking about that we need, you know, better data mining out of our, you know, that we're not getting all the benefits out of their huge database in our CRM. And here's a guy who's talking about data mining. So So maybe if you are a vendor, again, not my intention of the topic, but it's okay. Uh, If you are a vendor looking to get in front of more dealers, maybe you hit them with different, um, different medias. You know, maybe you're on LinkedIn, maybe you shoot them an email, maybe you give them a call, maybe you uh, shoot them a video. Uh, do these different things and and stay in contact. You know, there's the old saying, no does not mean never. It just right. means based on the information I have right now, I'm not yet ready to say yes. So, And there were certainly those vendors who, because they maintain contact and because they respected my time, mm-hmm. that I was more apt to call when we were in the mode of shopping or considering a service that they provided. So I, there's a big part of that that goes to, you know, just how they approached the sale, right? If they were just blasting me with emails or they were constantly trying to get me on the phone, no. But if they, especially the ones who, you know, they get through and they would say, hey man, I don't want to take up much of your time. This is about such and such. Is, is that something that you guys are kind of interested in right now? Because I have some more information for you. No, please keep me in mind. Hey, I'm going to be in your area next week. I'm going to bring you guys some cookies or whatever yeah. for your BDC. Or uh, respecting the no, first of all. Yeah. And, and not totally accepting the no, no. But, but recognizing that that means this isn't a good time or yeah. I'm not interested at this time. Right. Hey, I'd love to come by. We've got some swag and, you know, I'll give some out to your sales guys. Hey, that, that would be great. Yeah, And then when he comes next week and he goes, hey, man, I got my bag of swag here. By the way, let me make sure and leave you a card. I mean, there was one guy who was fantastic about he would come out and trade out every like six months our, our mouse pads. Oh, with, yeah. And it had his business card in the mouse pad and it was the, the swirl of their logo on it. Well, and 
shoot, you know, it was right always there right there on your you. desk. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, you know, calendars, or practical things. Post-it notes. would use. Yeah. Post-it notes. Pins. Pins. You, yeah, yeah. You got it right there. So, um, yeah, those were the ones who were more successful with well, us. Well, so the ones that le- were less successful, I remember one that came in a dealership we were working with. And we had this trainer come in and he, you know, there was no kind of forewarning of, of what the training was on or that kind of thing. It's just all salesmen, you know, be in the conference room at two o'clock or whatever, or, or 10 o'clock. I don't even know. But so we're in there and I, I have a hard time remembering what the guy was training on. Do you remember? Yeah, he was a sales trainer. Okay. I mean, road to the sale or closing the or sale, just the whole thing. It's all, he just taught, taught people to be better at selling. Okay, so I remember the guy not being that good. Right. Well, and, it wasn't impressive. And he did kind of. It would be like a a comedian who comes in and does you know two minutes of his two hour show mm. in order just to kind of give you a taste of of what he does. So he got up there, and I think he just you know basically a five minute spiel is, hey, you know what about this and what about that and you know and this is. This is what you can do to be better, and I've got a lot more where that came from. He, he said, he, he, "I'm doing a, a seminar at the convention center, right? And it's going to be uh, tonight or tomorrow night or something. And you can buy tickets, right? You you can pay to come to yeah. my big training. Which and you know, I was I was willing to invest in training. I wasn't against that. But the guy was, I mean, he looked like Chris Farley." Uh, you know, his shirt, I kind of look like Chris right, Farley, but I think one of the you know <laughs> tails of his shirt was untucked and okay, I was Picture this guy, really. I his, can't. his he didn't really have a suit on. I think he had like a suit jacket with some khaki pants. <laughs> he he was he was not the sharp. You know, he, he, he was Chris Farley, <laughs> the right? motivational speaker. Pretty sure he lived in a van down by the river. Yeah. Well, speaking of where he lived, right. so I remember going out front. Well, and his big pitch was, yeah. "Hey, I've talked to your GM, and they said that they would be willing to do a payroll deduction if you want to do this training. Not that they would do it." Provided for free, but he was like, "Hey, your dealership is, you know, believes in this so much that they're willing to help by doing <laughs> well, payroll deduction. Yeah, they'll take your money for you, right? For you me. don't have to give it to me, right? Yeah, they'll take the money and then they'll give it to me. Yeah. So you don't have which, to worry which about it. Which I'm sure. Me. I mean, I don't know about this dealer, but I'm sure that they got a cut of that. I mean, yeah. maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But you know, maybe it was like, "Hey, we'll charge them two hundred. Y'all keep fifty. Right. And yeah, and that's and why. It, that's why it's going to benefit you to give me a shot at talking. It'll to them. make it worth your while to facilitate cutting me a check. Can you imagine all. what his phone call to the dealer would have been like? Hey, uh, I, I've got a way to make you a thousand dollars if you'll give me ten minutes of your salesman's time. I don't even think he. I think there was truly no forewarning. That he just pulled up? I think he pulled up and asked to speak to the GM and went back there and said, hey, man, I'm a sales trainer, and, you know, they'll pay for it. And the only thing I'm asking of you guys is, will you, anybody who signs up, do the payroll deduction and cut me a check a week from now? Well, the funny thing about it is afterwards, while he's still in there talking to the GM or something, we're outside looking at at, at this car. 
And we didn't know it was his car. Right. But it's kind of a beat up car sitting right out front. And we're like, we don't remember up in this guy. You know, who's working with this guy? So we're kind of checking it out. Maybe it's going to be our trade-in that we have to sell later. So we're kind of checking it out. And it's a little beat up. But we noticed that there's like fast food bags just piled. Stacked high. I mean, to the to, window. Yeah. To the wall. Right. <laughs> and, and it was just a mess, right? I mean, yeah. it, it was a perfect resemblance of how he was dressed. <laughs> right? I mean, it was kind of that, you know, down by the river. And yeah. then, so when he leaves and... and I don't well, think... well, then we see this guy come out and get in that car. And, and a like, couple hey, rappers yeah. fall. It's <laughs> like, guys, don't forget. You, yeah. you know, pay to come see me. <laughs> Tonight at 7 p.m. at the convention center. Oh, my goodness. I don't so, think he got a single person. So, yeah, we, we've seen the good and bad. but We have. We've seen some good ones, though. I know, uh, what was the, the guy you stayed in touch with? Uh, he was with... Oh, uh, Jamie Poole. Jamie Poole. I loved Jamie. He did a fantastic job. I think he's running a dealership in like North Carolina now, South Carolina. Yeah. But he was a guy from Maine. Right. He was uh, with a couple of different places. I won't name names, but he did phone training for right. a couple of different organizations. And then we had a guy come in, Chad Burke. Chad out of uh, Georgia, right out of Georgia, yeah, middle little, of nowhere. Little Georgia. small town. Didn't you like visit a dealer in that town? I had a client who was in his town. His dad had a used car lot there forever, and he'd run that lot when he wasn't on the road doing sales trainings. And yeah. he would kind of do weekend events and things like that, where he would go in and help close and kind of got a cut off of all the deals. But he did a fantastic job. Well, let's talk about these guys. So Jamie, what struck me was he was such a good. Um, motivator like he you know he did what most trainers do he went around and sat down with each individual salesperson or caught us out you know on the lot and just kind of got to know us you know I mean that's what I I took a lot of cues from Jamie when I went out on the road training and you know hell I thought I was a salesman once I mean let me get to know these guys right. You know, there are different types, you know, some of that strong type A personality that's just in your face, uh, closing a deal all the time, don't bother me, I'm getting money made. Right. And then there's the type that's the product knowledge expert, you know, right. that you just can't shut them up talking about the new powertrain. But they can't close the deal and save their life. But they'll keep talking about all the features and yeah. all the technology. Yeah, so Jamie uh, took an interest in me, I think, specifically. He even... Um, one time he was in town training, and he's like, John, what are you doing for lunch, man? And I said, well, I mean, I don't have plans. If I can find five minutes to grab a burger, I will. He's like, well, you want to go with me? You know, we just hang out and talk about stuff. I said, yeah, cool. So so we go to a sandwich shop, like, you know, five minutes down the road. And I just ride with him in his uh, rental car, and we go over there. Well, we're sitting there about to walk in and order, and I get a phone call, and it's my GSM. So I pick up the phone and I'm like, yeah, what's, you know, is customer there? What's going on? He's like, where are you? I said, I'm at lunch with the trainer. What? What What are you doing at lunch with the trainer? He told me he was going to go to lunch with me. What are you doing at lunch? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, man. The guy said, do you want to go to lunch? He's like, well, you need to get back here at the store right now. <laughs> and so I hook up. I'm like, he want, my GSM wants me to come back. And he's like, well, you want to go back? <laughs> And I'm like, well, not really. I mean, screw that guy. He goes, well, I don't, maybe I ought to take you back. I'm like, all right. So we go back. Come to find out the guy was like 
his feelings were hurt. Right. <laughs> he was like, well, if I can't go, you can't go. Well, and, and, now, let me finish the story okay. up, please. That GSM, you know how we met him? Because you know this guy. I do. He was a trainer that right. used to come in the dealership. I remember that. I think he was going to probably try to hook up with Jamie to get a job. Oh. Because well, he probably wasn't long for the dealership. But, well, that's uh, funny because Jamie ended up like a few months after I left that dealer. I was talking to Jamie and, and he's like, hey, why don't you give these people a call, man? Like, you'd be perfect for that. You care. You're right. good at your job. Well, um, Which is actually how I got into coaching. That's kind of an interesting story. And and I think there's such a value. I, I remember trainers coming in and during the the training part of it, they would say, hey, I'm going to be here for the rest of the day and, you know, please call me. I want to, you know, help you close some deals and uh, introduce your customers to me. I can help you through the process and I'm going to help you along the way. And then the rest of the day, they'd be either up in the sales tower or yeah. never talk to a customer. Yeah. And I'd think, you sorry, son of a gun. <laughs> it was you, all lip service. It was all lip service, right? Yeah. And and that is what set apart. And I know in training, when I go into dealerships, I'm like you, that guy who be the early introduction manager for them. You know, as if I'm a member of the team at the dealership, I'll come in, I'll do closes. If I'm up at the tower and somebody's like, hey, I got a deal. I say, hey, you want me to go present these numbers? You're very hands-on. But I just think that is, that's where the benefit lies in having somebody who comes in who's the quote-unquote expert. That's how Chad was. Chad was a lot Very much so. Very much hands-on. And I, I, I think I saw that, what I appreciated about the ones that were, quality i remember going into a dealership as a consultant mm-hmm. and they had another consultant coming in from uh it was kind of paid for by the dealer group mm-hmm. right so the dealer group had hired this other group to do a different training mm-hmm. with all of their dealerships and turns out the guy and i were staying at the same hotel and I'd be up early eating breakfast and I'd go get my stuff. And as I'm leaving with my briefcase and ready to go to the dealership to get things started off, he's coming down, still in going flip-flops, to his, going to get his breakfast. To go eat his breakfast. About I'm there for maybe three hours and the guy shows up and he does like kind of a one hour little deal that was not impressed with. And he'd go talk to the manager for about a half hour, and then he'd sit with his feet up on the desk for about another 30 minutes, and then he's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, God. Was, what, did he work with the Cardone Training Group? He did. I wasn't right. going to mention that. That's funny, because I, the same thing happened to me. Really? Yeah. I, I wasn't going to mention that. It, well, I was down in Macon, Georgia. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, was in, we weren't in the same hotel, but I, I was... This I was in, in Panama City. Okay. Well, I was in the dealer, and like at 11, 11 a.m., this guy shows up shaking hands and, you know, squeezing palms. Right. And then he was there at like 3 o'clock. He left. Oh, yeah. Nice suit and, on. Yeah, I got the guy's guy. card. I'm like, I'm working myself to death over here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but just to be clear, uh, as I understand it, that is a different group than like Grant Cardone is his own entity. Right. But he worked with this company and he allowed them to keep his name and go out and do this training portion. And maybe, you know, he's some kind of silent partner or something. Yeah. But then he does his own thing. Yeah. But so I think I, the material that they train from is, yeah. is his material. Maybe he sold them the material or yeah. something. Yeah. 
But so uh, that's funny that we've both had instances. And hey, you know, maybe that's what they're selling. You know, maybe they give a discounted rate and we're there for four hours. I don't know. Or maybe it was the same guy. Yeah. And <laughs> he didn't last there very long. Yeah. Right? We yeah, just both happened knows? to run into him in the short period of time he was there yeah. and. Because, you know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Cardone material, as anybody who's spent an hour with me knows. And I certainly don't want to say that, you know, every trainer they have, I'm sure any any training group, any corporate mm-hmm. group that has multiple trainers on the road. going to have good ones and bad They're going to have good ones and bad ones. Yeah. So, you know, you certainly don't want to disparage an entire group of trainers just right. because they got one or two bad apples. Well, but one of I know one of your personal favorites is Froome Morgan. Do you care to include him in this discussion? Not at all. He <laughs> no, you don't care to do that. I don't. I don't. I would like to exclude him from this. No, he he is was a mentor to me. Uh, been in the car business for a long time. He took a Subaru dealership from being one of the worst performing in the country to number one in the state of Florida, he, and. You told me a little story about how he did that. Do you, yeah, do you remember telling me? I do. Well, he, he, the funny thing is, he was told by all the other uh, Subaru dealers or, you know, G- GMs and GSMs from other Subaru dealers, you know, you can't, you can't sell Subarus the way you sell other cars. Don't even try. They would constantly tell him, oh, you, you'll never last as a Subaru dealer doing it that way. It won't work. It won't work. He said, finally, when he became the number one dealership in the state of Florida, they stopped telling him it wouldn't work. They wouldn't agree that it will work. They just stopped telling him it wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. So well, the old thing that at first they ignore you, then they ridicule you, right. then they fight you, then you win. And then you win. So he uh, he was definitely very successful in that and and moved into where he does uh, hiring events. But part of that, in the hiring process, he also does a green pea training. Right. And I think his green pea training, uh, you know, all material that he's developed himself, and uh, it's really good. But he, he would follow up with those people that he hired and trained regularly for the first 90 days, then periodically even beyond that, just to see how they were doing. And Yeah, so... We ought to give him a plug. I think that'd be okay. Oh, yeah. He's not a sponsor or anything, but not his yet. company is uh, yeah. His company is Staff Your Dealer. Yeah. I think you can find him at StaffYourDealer.com. StaffYourDealer.com. Uh, and cool thing about the guy that uh, not everybody knows, he, he played for the NFL, right? Yeah. And, and well, didn't he play at Alabama? He he played at Alabama, went on to play for the Miami Dolphins for a few years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think you could meet him and not realize that because he's like 6'6". Six, six and... You know, uh, see, I'm a short guy. I would have, I would have guessed like seven four. Right. Yeah. And, and like three fifty. I don't know. And, He's a big uh, guy. Big guy. Big personality. Yeah. Great. Got to be around. Very yeah. knowledgeable. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend. Good, good dude. What I liked about his program, if you will, is, you know, the, the name of the company is Staff Your Dealer, and. So he, he provides staffing solutions, but he doesn't just do that. He doesn't just hire the people. He like takes them from, okay, I've never sold cars before. I've never been in the business to within like three or four days, they're ready to catch it up and understand the process and can do a demo and a, a presentation. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he does. I mean, like I nine to five. for One of the best Green days. P trainings you're going to find. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of his books still in my right. bucket of training oh, materials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucket O training. Yeah, it's good stuff, and, man. Uh, your training bend over there. And I think I'd been in the car business like, I don't know, eight or ten years 
maybe longer when I met him. But still, I found for me finding knowledgeable car people that want to be mentors and are willing to bring in fresh uh, green peas, if you will, right. into the car business and kind of help. Because somebody did that for me when I was brand new. Oh yeah. And if it hadn't been for them, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have made the money I made. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, there's a soft place in my heart for people that that that's their business. Oh, absolutely. So, and and he is constantly talking about, you know, non-confrontational selling, yeah. right? I mean, his whole premise is, you know, we don't need to be confrontational, right? We can, we can just walk people just, if you'll stick to the process and believe in the process, then, uh, then confrontation really doesn't need to be part of it. And I, I, I appreciate that about him too. So are, are, John? There, are there any others? I mean, before we close out here, Ah. There was that one, I, I just, while we're on the topic of trainers, right. I just want to mention this one guy that, I mean, the funniest story I think you and I have ever had between us is the story of my sister, right? right? We Maybe we'll cut this out. I don't know if it's podcast worthy, but so we had one trainer that came in. I think he was mostly like an F&I trainer, it was at least an F&I or, or back end kind of training group. In a large group, I don't even remember the name, and I don't know if I'd say it if I did. But so this guy comes in as a trainer, and kind of buddies up, saddles up beside the owners of the dealership, who were 800 miles away. Normally, they just happen to be here for this training session because it was back end centric. <clears throat> so this guy puts on the crappiest training I think I'd ever seen it after, you know, I'd been in the car business 10 years when I met this guy or 12 years and it's just horrible. I could tell the guy didn't know what he was talking about. I could tell he was full of crap and just giving lip service because the dealer was in the room. And uh, all the best buzzwords. Yeah. Best buzzwords didn't connect with the teams at all. You could tell what his intention was, was he was there to put on a show for the dealer, not to help anybody get better. Right. About a month later, after this training, this guy shows up, and now he's going to be the general sales manager, <laughs> right? Just out of the blue. Yeah. Kind of shoved down the uh, GM's throat and said, hey, we've hired this guy. He's going to work with you. Right. He was the absolute worst. I never liked him. We never got along. No. And, and I even, we butted heads so often, and I finally said, this is silly. Like, i got to work with the guy. Right. So I wrote him an email. I said, hey, man, uh, you know, I know we've... Not seen eye to eye in the past, but that's my fault, and I shouldn't have been that way, and I work for you, and I'll tell you what, you know, turning over a new leaf, you, you tell me what to do, and I'm going to be the best employee you've had. And what, the way he reacted was to crack down on me harder right. and just be a total asshole to me, be like... That's right, I'm your boss, and that's right, you're going to do what I say. I'm not your boss because you tell me I'm your boss. I'm your boss regardless, and I can fire your ass if I want to. Well, the thing I loved was as soon as he got there, the very first thing he did was he got them to do commercials, uh, TV commercials Mm -hmm. starring him. Do you remember that? I don't remember. Oh yeah, no. He did the very first thing he did was TV commercials. He was so full of himself. He and then radio spots starring him. And I remember him coming into a meeting. I don't meeting. remember that. I remember him coming into a meeting and saying, Yeah, you know, these my spots and everything was my spot, right? <laughs> my spots are on uh, Pandora 
And uh, you guys and, better be expecting a lot of traffic, right? And he said, and you know, I just got the report, and they, it, you know, my spots got like eighty three thousand impressions. And I said, what's an impression? Yeah. And he's like, I don't really know, but <laughs> there's, there's 83,000 of them. I said, well, did one person hear it 83,000 times or did 83,000 people hear it once? Right? 20,000 of those were him. Right. <laughs> well, that's a really good spot. Well, I don't know what an impression is. Well, you're very excited about these impressions you got, but you have no idea what it means. Right? But that's a big number. But yeah, but whatever it is, you got 83,000 of them, so kudos to you. Well, I remember at this time I was listening to some meditation things, and I don't know that I'll do it justice, but one of the principles I'll try to summarize very quickly is think of someone that you love wholeheartedly. And so I thought, you know, just to go through this exercise, I thought, well, I care a lot about my sister. You know, we've always been very close, and, and I would do anything for for my sister if she needed it. And then it says, okay, now you've thought about that. Now think about someone that maybe isn't that close, but that you still feel kindly about, you know, that you, you still care about. So I kind of expanded it and thought about other people. It says, now think of someone that, a stranger that you don't even know. You know, just imagine what this stranger looks like and imagine who they are and what they do for a living. And it kind of goes to the other end and says, now imagine someone that maybe you've had conflicts with in the past and you don't like them. Now, could you love that person the same way that you do your sister? You know, and it does this through the whole thing. Right. Every time and, it's saying, do you... And could think you of this person who you're... Uh, you know, who you are at odds with, mm-hmm. who you have difficulty with, as your sister. Yeah, and love them. And treat, how would you treat them differently? Right. What words would you use differently? How would you interact differently? And think of them as your sister. Yeah. And so then it you know takes the final step and think of someone you absolutely cannot stand, and you know you can't stand to be in the same room with them. And I thought about this guy, this trainer. <laughs> And oh, I can't stand this guy. And so the meditation is, now, could you love that person like your sister? Or could you treat them like you love them like your sister? What words would you use differently? How would you interact with them differently? And so I come to work the next day, and, I'm, and this guy's like, hey, Higgins, what are you, did you get your trade in? I'm like, I'm so sorry about that. I'm sorry that I, you know, dropped the ball and that hurts you. Let me go out and move my trade. Right. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Get your ass out of this. He just totally flummoxed him. He couldn't stand it. But, but to, to this day, I think it made such an impact on you that you, were, you would tell me, you know, yeah. well, you know he's my sister. Yeah. Right? Or she's my sister. Or well, this person's my sister. So well, to this it became day, a running joke that you bring it up to me more than I bring time. it up to yeah. you. And, or you'll say, you know, well, I was talking to my sister, and I'll say, was it your real sister? Right. <laughs> or was this somebody who, who you really can't stand? Your sister? Right. Yeah. Anyway, so hey, that's a bonus material as uh, meditation techniques. Right. Love your enemy as, as John's sister, as though they were your sister. <laughs> Well, that there we go. We've wrapped up another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray. It's in the books. And we appreciate you listening. We're so happy you joined us, and we hope you'll join us again. <laughs>